well that it was always supposed to be an event for Tasmanians. So yeah, it was, yeah. In a kind of weird way, it was kind of cool that it was. We year. finally had a chance to yeah lock it down and be like, oh, this is our event. Going one, going twice, All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement here into real estate in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and I'm joined by our 414 Property Co. sales agents, directors, all of the above, Patrick Berry and John McGregor. Gentlemen. Oh, this is like a wrestling intro. As. Yeah, I've done one of those before, and I, I got quite excited this morning. I'm, I'm a few too many coffees deep at the moment, but... Yeah, we're getting there. It's a cold, cold morning, actually. It is frosty. Day of recording, um, let it be known, it's the winter solstice. Oh, right. And all those people were nude down at the Long Beach in Sandy Bay. Damn. Jumping in that water. Oh, so that's Today. why you're late to work this morning, as. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> funnily enough, I've been working on a blog piece, or we've been working on a blog piece about how much we love Dark Mofo here. Yeah. And at the end, it was like, oh, and the, it always capped off with the people jumping in the water. None of us have ever done it. <laughs> no. Not no. once. No way, Jose. I don't know if I really want it to be. I mean, I've done nudie runs and, you know, nudie swims at the beach. I don't know if I need that to my tick box, if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I reckon John in his 70s is down there with the red cap on. <laughs> still doing that. It, it's amazing. I love Dark Mofo. Dark Mofo is one of my favourite festivals. It's amazing that's, that so many people, especially Tasmanians, are out in force uh, in the coldest part of winter. It's literally always over the, the longest day of the winter solstice is when we have our, our shortest day. Sorry, I've said the yeah. wrong way around. Yeah. Longest night. Longest night. There, <laughs> there you, you go. go. Thank you very much for the, for the save. Um, but just to see so many people out and about in Hobart, um, this year obviously a little bit different with uh, Victoria kind of being locked out of um, the state because mm. I think we read a stat that said or 65% of the tickets um, sold are normally interstate people. So only like 45% oh, really? of people that go to the events generally are out-of-staters. Okay. But this year kind of, you know, there was a block on lots of people coming. So it's really been Tassie people, Tasmanians driving. out in force driving this event this year. Yeah, I think I also heard like the create the curators of the event were saying as well that it was always supposed to be an event for Tasmanians. So yeah, was, yeah. In a kind of weird way, it was kind of cool that it was. We year. finally had a chance to yeah lock it down and be like, oh, this is our event for yeah. our day. But look, it's amazing. It's a world class event that is held in our backyard in the time of the year when nobody normally goes outside. Oh, without question, like, you bunker down, you hibernate. We do. Have really, really cold temperatures here. There was frost on the car this morning. People are out in the nud, jumping in the water, all for yeah. the sake of art. Yeah. And yeah. I think what was really cool is it just brings the city to life. The life, Like the amount of people that are out over the weekend was just huge. Mm. There was people everywhere. Like well, lines to get into nearly every event that was on. It was yep. just fantastic to see. Well, and like, like you said, people with lines everywhere but yeah from like from through the, the city part where they called dark town wasn't it yeah dark and then town. all the way through into salamanca as well where there were other elements was unbelievable it's just amazing mm. also to see kind of the reimagining of spaces that you've been to and kind of just looking at them with a different light like i heard mm. you discussing mm. uh, with someone how the street lights were turned off yeah. next to the odeon yeah and it just completely changed the oh, vibe wow. of the street yeah. and, and look um before, obviously, when that dark park down at Macquarie Point, that space was always awesome because it's old abandoned warehouses and it's spread out and it's like this wasteland that you're sort of walking through. And when they said they weren't doing that there anymore because they can't, you kind of wondered how they could recreate such an amazing feel. Definitely. Mm. Freaking hell, they did a great job. We actually mm. started yeah. heading over that way. We yeah. were leaving the winter feast. We thought, oh, we'll go over to where dark park always is over yeah. by that point. And then someone had just said, oh, no, you've got to go up to town. We're like, oh, geez, we're lucky we heard that. We would have been oh, yeah. just 
in the middle of nowhere. But it's really cool, like, to go through the area where Dark Town was this year in the daylight and then to see it at night. It's just the way that they create the space and connect the locations together through city blocks is just crazy. Yeah, we're well, even jumping up into the um, old K&D warehouse. Like, how many times have you been to K&D to grab some nails or something. meat pie from the canteen. Yep, all of that stuff. <laughs> and then you're going in, and I think it was one of your favourites, Pat, that you, yeah. were, you were saying, what was it, 3.2 or something? 3.20 or something it was called. I'm not sure. Probably yeah. Probably butchered that. But, anyway. but can, you just, can you describe it for the listeners that wouldn't have got a chance to go, like yeah. what it was? So if you remember K&D, it's a big giant hardware ware store. Ware store. Hardware warehouse. store. Warehouse. Yep. And um, they basically turned it into a big rectangle room with big giant curtains. So it, it's like a confined space. And then they've installed these rows of lights. And they sort of go up the wall and then it join across the roof and then it's a couple of metres and then there's another one and so on and so on and so on down this big giant rectangle. Mm. And then the, these lights work with the noise and it's kind of It was eerie. eerie it was cool. really eerie, yeah. Like... Reminded me, John, you know those horror films that you watch and the bad guys in the corridor and the monsters coming towards them and each light just keeps turning yeah, yeah. off? Yep. They had a sequence like that. Oh, wow. Into it. And so Jeez. it went from like being bright and then it's boof, 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 <laughs> And like the lights are just Creepy. turning off in front of you and you're like, oh, they're about to get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> One of those Resident Evil zombies is about to come out and get me. Uh, and then like... But then you well, described yeah. a completely different area. Yeah, the way I felt is like we went in and it felt like one of those kind of sci-fi movies where the aliens are coming to abduct us and, you know, they're scanning across. It was like... Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Because everyone was just kind of standing still looking and the light was kind of making them silhouettes and it was just like, wow. this is really eerie. And then that one guy just <laughs> rose up. <laughs> yeah. He rose up and we never saw him again. <laughs> no, but like it's nuts that that's a space that... I think actually we've talked about how the uni own it and they're going to redevelop yep. the space into stuff. I think it's being used as basketball courts at the moment oh, for like it? the jack jumpers and stuff. Yeah, oh, there you go. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they use it as a training facility. So if it was all the lights were on, you would have seen basketball basketball courts. Which huh. again, oh, reimagining the space, but reimagining it into a third kind of purpose within the year of it closing and and not being there anymore. Yeah. Well, that's it. Duck Mofo has been going now since 2013, so it's been around a while. And every year they seem to find new spaces to host. Events, yeah, and, and you kind of to coordinate. It must be amazing. Random, random locations that a you'd never get to experience. Like in those early years of Dark Mofo, you're going under the under the city, yeah, or, under the city, in these mm. old tunnels, or you're going up to the watchtowers, and like you're walking all over the place to go into these dark, dingy hallways to see a random bit of art and walk back out. Yeah, and <laughs> everyone does it. <laughs> yeah, and you'll wait a long time yeah. to experience it. Yeah. yeah. A little, a little but and it's the middle of the winter and everybody's out and about. So yeah, that's to, what's cool. Mm. To all the Tasmanians out there that did get out there, like thank you for being a part of it and thank you for making it what it is. Because I really want to see it again. I love the Winter Feast. Oh, I love. Wow. I'd, I'd probably say I'd put the Winter Feast over the taste of Tasmania oh, every day of the week. There's so much, such a variety of food, so much different stuff, mm. and um, like. Because it's winter, they're all hearty meals. They're like big meat dishes and like, I don't know, it's something. it feels like you get a dinner when you go to the Winter Feast. When you go to the Taste of Taz, you go in the afternoon or in the sun and like it's more about the drinking. But yep. yeah, you get a Winter a Feast point. and you get a nice big stout or a whiskey or something, like a really heavy drink. Yeah, hot toddy. Yeah. Like there's mm. so much different stuff and that then is you down there. couple that up with some really good food and it's a better atmosphere. The fires are all going and the lights are all on. It's just yeah, my little Great one Jack was winter. was just obsessing over little fire towers that were just shooting off these, just like looking up and kind of reaching up and just being like <laughs> trying to blow them out. So 
Well, so, he's obviously being very successful because obviously did fire up and the guy's like, oh, I did that. Yeah, I did a good yeah. job. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah, I'll have to tell him, keep praising for, keep his, praising for, for his efforts. Yeah, look, so no, we just wanted to talk about that before we jumped into any property stuff. We just wanted to um, say, you know, congratulations to the organisers and for all the Tasmanians out there that got amongst um, Dark Mofo 2021. Cracking event. Let's hope it um, continues, on. continues on. Absolutely. From here. <laughs> um, so, what I wanted to talk about today, uh, we've chewed up a bit of time with that, but we actually had a few people reach out last week um, about the photography and preparing your place for sale. So, there's a few people out there that really wanted to cover off again on um, on just preparing their place for sale. So, we were talking mm, about it some from specifics. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking about it from the perspective of you know if you've got an empty place or you want to do some like staging. Or they're asking, what's the best way to do it if I don't want to stage it, I just want to have... Well, I live in the house and I can't stage it. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's what you're getting at. So what I'm getting at is, yeah, what's mm. the best way to photograph our place like as is so that, you know, how can we present it in the best light? Mm. So we kind of just put a list together. We um, thought we'd just go from room to room and kind of talk about like, you know, this is a really good way of getting about it. Um, I'm in lots of houses taking the photos. You guys are there kind of giving advice on how to take them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we thought we'd just kind of give a little rundown on some tips and tricks to prepare your house to be photographed. And look, these yep. aren't things that are going to cost you really anything to do. It's just more about being mindful that they exist. Absolutely. No, yeah, it's kind of like, a you know, we've got the photographer coming in a few days' time. Um, if you want to do a few of these things, it will just help make things um, that little bit smoother. Uh-huh. If you can't do them, that's fine. Maybe they can help do it when they get there. But... Um, yeah, if you want to kind of just present it in its best light, four photos for the market, here's some tips. Right, mm. let's start it off with front of house. Well, so yeah. That's front yard, I'm assuming? Yeah, well, it just seems like the obvious place to start. It's kind of generally when you're advertising it online, the first photo you see is the what we call the hero photo, the photo of the house from the front facade. Mm. And the front of house is probably also just not so much for photo day but for the life of the listing. Some yeah. of the other rooms you have to live in and you can't keep them show ready every single day but the front yeah. of house is probably something that you do want to push pretty hard. Bear in mind people are driving, trying, by. driving by, trying to find that sideboard yeah. to have a look and see. Mm. And I know my, my normal rule for when it comes to the gardens and presentation that way is you really just want to make sure your house doesn't look look, look neglected yeah. for starters. You know, there's a very big difference between, I think, um, you know, manicured, messy and neglected. And the first step when it comes to thinking about that is we all get busy, but what's the first element is, is you know, de-wetting, mowing the grass so that everything looks like it's been, you know, it's easy to look after in that sense to start with. Yeah. So mowing the lawn is a big one. Um, You know, sometimes it's the middle of winter and it's really hard to get out there and do it. But if you do get a chance, it's really good to mow the lawns. Mm. A really simple one for photo day. And it might be something that you do when someone like myself or Sebastian, our media guru, show up is, is moving the car out of the drive. Yeah. Yeah, um, or the trailer, or, or the trailer. Unless Trailer's it's Chris, unless it's Chris's, Chris's Porsche, then you can put it in the driveway <laughs> to make the house look better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, damn. Well, see, that's an Good interesting neighbors. idea. Like, if yeah. you wanted to kind of pump what, it up, what are the neighbours like? Success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're parking the car in the neighbours' yeah. property. <laughs> Get along well yeah. with those neighbours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's just one of those things where it depersonalises the space. Um, it opens it up, and you can see it if you've got a big Pajero or a Prado or Tiguan, what you've got, Pat, if that's mm. in the way of kind of getting the best angle of the house, it's one thing that can change that first impression that you get yeah. when you're looking for it online. Yeah. yeah, One extra thing that I like as well, and it will cost you a little bit of money, this one, but it's the letterbox. If it looks shitty, mm. 
you need to replace it. And they're not that dear at Bunnings. Like you can get a really cheap, neat and tidy one for, you know, anywhere from 50 to a couple of hundred bucks. And again, it's just one of those things where it's showing that there's, we don't neglect this. It's just kind of, this is one of the things where we take pride in. This is our place. I love a letterbox with the street number on the letterbox. Yeah. Yeah. I think that just looks really nice at the front of the house and it just, Makes the house look better. Well, and it's all about that story that because always people are searching for what's you know what's going what's really going on behind here that I can't figure out, and all those little things start to build a story in their mind. An example when we had that one at Farnham Court, there was three units. There was a third one that um, was neglected. Re- you know, unit one, great letterbox. Unit two, great new, neat little letterbox. Unit three, the lid was missing and was rusted and bent. You're like, what happened here? So that's where that just that little bit of detail can make a big difference. And they're the kind of things that when you're looking for a house, you're looking at those little things to try and get that edge over the rest of the things like, oh, all right, yeah, I'm starting to get a vibe of how this place has been kept. Mm-hmm. That's really something I'm thinking about. And the last thing, sorry, with that too is, well, all the paths, all the pathways. So make sure they're all nice and clear and like in line as they should be. So that's like karcher, the concrete, if you have to, to look, you know, to clean it up a little bit, get rid of that moss and all the slippery elements. And also in the gardens with the weeds, well, then that's what we're going to do is the bare minimum is, you know, cover all, if it's all really messy and mixed, find some kind of mulching element, be it pine bark or other bits and cover it all up. So hide so, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice, John. And then it looks nice and consistent. <laughs> hide those weeds. Hide the hard work. Get rid of them. Yeah, exactly. Just cover it. <laughs> Look, right. it's a technique. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Room two. Yeah, so like once you've once you've entered through the hallway, you're kind of then thinking the major selling points of the house seem to always be the kitchen and the living area. Mm-hmm. They're kind of the two main areas that you'd focus on first and then you'd move into the bedroom. Bedrooms is correct. Makes or, sense. I would have thought so. Yep. Well, uh, we don't want to miss the hallways. Get it. Just make sure nothing's in the way that you can bang your bang your foot on. Oh, look, a thousand percent are good good for when you're kind of doing the showings and stuff like that, but generally not taking a lot of photos of hallways. Um, sometimes they're the place that we can then pop some things into. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's always good to have them clean and ready. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, to th- Sorry to just throw you under the I bus. Think, I was thinking showings. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. This is my domain. <laughs> Don't mess with my stuff. <laughs> Damn. Aaron's going to turn your level down, John. Yeah. <laughs> no more input from John. Decluttering's got to be the most important one, isn't it, Aaron? Decluttering in the kitchen, massive. Yep. Mm. Kitchen is a space that gives you another clue into how the home's treated and how people look after it. So if you're getting in there and there's stuff all in the sink, um, there's stuff all over the counter, you've got kind of the breakfast that said, oh, I didn't have time to sort this out before the photos were taking. Yeah. It does get really tricky. Mm. And mm. just the fridge, the front of the fridge, just take the magnets off, take the kids' artwork off, all those yeah. things that, yes, they're important to you but they're not to a purchaser and they can make a house feel cluttered and small. Yep. Yet if we can get the fridge being empty, it feels you know clean, tidy, it feels a bit more opened if they're not drawing to all of that extra stuff that doesn't need to be there. Definitely. And another one I've too. got a few tricks I can do with that one though. Yeah, but we're, we're looking at the sale side of things as well, Aaron. You can just Photoshop them out. Yeah, yeah, go, go to town. Well, we're just talking photographs today, boys. We're not talking about these, <laughs> well, the, these showings. The other thing with... But the, if they do it once, it's done. <laughs> yeah, and look, and this is something you can talk to the agents about or you can talk to uh, the photographer when they're coming in just saying, like, what do you think about this? Dude? And lots of the times it's one of those things where it's like, oh, look, if this is how it's lived in, like this is fine. We just need to tidy up a few little things and pop, you know, the um, drip dry tray, just down under the sink, just for the moment. Yep. We can get back out a bit later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dining room? Dining room, another one that's strange because lots of houses don't seem to have um, your traditional dining room like it used to be back in the day. They're kind of overplay the spaces. Dining. So yeah. it's kind of working out whether, um, yeah, you have it set up in the dining idea. Um, so what do you think, Aaron? Um, cut the uh, plates, no plates? 
I would say no plates. I would say unless you're um, in a mansion, you probably just want to set it up with kind of the idea of this is a space that does get used, but uh, we don't have a so full the, mm. the, all the forks and stuff there. So this is where are, a bunch of flowers or something could come in. Just bunch to of flowers, give it a fruit bowl. Color. Yep. One of the things that kind of would make it pop is just that little extra touch of um, something to balance out the table. Again, yep. like we were discussing last week, a glass table sometimes works in a space if it's small, mm-hmm. so you can see through it and you can kind of get a sense of depth in the space. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, if you've got a big table and it looks bare, that's when you're going to need to pop something on there. Maybe not cut not knives and forks like you're preparing for dinner. Yeah, but just something as it presents neatly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so, then, so then that often then flows through into the lounge room and this is a space where I'm often encouraging people to take images down off the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, famous on the podcast is the lady with the... Um, the lingerie. The lingerie above the bed. Yeah. Your yeah. recommendation was let's take that down. That's right. I would say to depersonalise the space, take down as many pictures as you can. Sometimes they're nice to um, sell the idea of this is a family home. Mm-hmm. Again, it's something that can be done in the computer if we need to. Um, but, yeah, just another nice little thing where it's kind of taking away. Look, another one is like all the little Marvel toys or things. If you collect all the, the pop figurines, the pop figurines oh, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, and you've got them all in the boxes, yeah, they're really cool if that's your thing. Mm-hmm. they don't often help sell houses. Mm-hmm. Just an idea, just a thing. I was in one the other day and I was just like, man, this would photograph so much better if Deadpool wasn't like looking at everyone. <laughs> remember, remember your one with Freddy Krueger? No, that no, was Martin. That was Martin. That was Martin's. Martin had a, a full bust. Full-size Freddy Krueger statue. <laughs> <laughs> Walk into the bedroom Jesus. and there he is looking at That's you. That's awesome. Imagine waking up to that, Freddy Krueger just looking at you and just being just like, I'm in your dreams. Well, I could not go to sleep with that giant statue. And we're talking like your, yeah, it was full your size, John. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, life-size yeah, Freddy like Krueger. Like like claw hands. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh. It was mighty impressive. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. we're digressing. Well, I, I do remember seeing a uh, listing once from an agent in Queensland where right in the dead centre was one of those contraptions, like was effectively, a, can you say, a sex swing if we're getting a... <laughs> I knew we you were going to go down this path <laughs> at some point. It's like legitimately it was one of like a, de- a you know bondage sort of set up, unbelievable, right dead centre in the land room. So how much did you offer for the place? Well, I was, you know, I was under, I was, it, was, it was a rough year. I thought about it. <laughs> I, I did say, I did DM and say how much would it cost to send that down. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. And now it's home. Yeah. Speaking uh, of actions that happen in the bedroom, maybe we move forward to the bedroom. True. So setting up your bedroom, it's another one of those things where things on the floor um, probably don't work. If your clothes are in a pile like they are on, at my place next to the bed, I get in so much trouble for leaving them there. Mm. It's probably recommended that we put them away, put them in a wash basket, we can move them. Um, yep. Setting up the bed, having the bed Just made, always helpful. Bed. Yeah, exactly. It sounds really it sounds really silly, but the amount sounds, of places that yeah. the bed's not made when we're ready well, to take it photos. It sounds like we're telling people something they should already know, but we're telling people that because they don't do it. Like yep. it just seems ridiculous. Mm. And, and the thing is too is that, yes, it's understandable if you've got multiple, you're trying to organise your children that morning. Um, but it does make a huge difference when it's just presented neatly. I know if this might be a little one, to, if you can, to uh, spend a little bit of money, but if you have mismatched um, covers and, like, pillows, etc., see if you can find a way of making them match. Uh, so get rid of the old Alf Duna cover that you had from when you were a child, John. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Did you have Alf? <laughs> I didn't, but I've got an Alf doll still at home. Yeah. I think mine was white cars and buses, I think it was. White yeah. cars and buses. Yeah. I had um, Transformers. I had Soundwave. Like, you remember the one that had the oh, tape deck? Of course, deck? the tape deck. 
I was going to say boombox, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's had that in it. So, yeah, I was pretty impressed with that as my bet sheets. Wish I still had them for Jack. And the, and the other real... I'm sure Sarah wishes you... Yeah, very true. I suppose the other part too with um, the bedroom is bedside tables. So Very helpful. So then again, getting all those little extra bits that sometimes just accumulate there. And hot, and this is a one that we might have missed for for all the rooms, but extension cords that wrap around the room trying to connect different um, electronic devices because you wanted to charge them where they probably don't need to be. But oh. make sure that all those as many cords are hidden as possible. I like that one. One I've mm. seen recently is the MBN cable because oh, MBN Co's put the box in a stupid spot. So instead of hiring someone to go and run the cable through the wall, the amount of houses I've been into lately, and it just runs, this thick cable. blue cable just runs all the way through the freaking house. Yep. It's just unbelievable. Exactly. I'm like, let's unplug them. Let's yep. just unplug them and pack them away and we can put them back out that night when we want to watch our Netflix. But just for the photos? Yeah. This is all we're talking about. We yeah. need five minutes of your time, you know? Yeah. Mm. All we're talking about is, again, presenting the place in its best light. Mm. Um and it's just one of those things where yeah, there might be some things that we need to move around and we're just doing them from our professional standpoint to saying like, we've done this a few times before, mm. we think this would be the best way to do it. I, I will tell you my number one, which we haven't covered yet, but my number one request whenever I'm getting into the house is the lacy, yes. we call it chul, is, it, yeah, is that the name of it? creates privacy but doesn't add any advantage to the mm. photo. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so the really tricky thing with... Grandma's house. If you think of Grandma's house, she's most likely got it on the window. Those white lacy curtains. Like, number one, first thing I do when I walk into a house is look at the windows and be like, how much light is coming into these windows? To get the photos looking the best that they can, we want as much natural light beaming through the windows. Yeah. Those things kill the natural light. Yes, exactly. So anytime I walk in, I'm just like, would you mind? I just would like to take these down and it will make the photos go from a level five to a level 10 yep. simply by doing that. We could have all the rest of the things that we've said. Just do that one thing. And just least. do that one thing and it will help a thousand percent. Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. Definitely. The other thought too, I think um, just on the note of um, like bookcases and, you know, where like DVDs are slowly becoming a thing of the past, but often on, you know, on different elements of storage in any room, because they could be anywhere, you'll have one shelf that just has like way too much stuff on it. And again, it's that element of just removing that as much as possible so it looks nice and neat as if you're almost a little bit too OCD. But it just ends up being a much more pleasant element to look at in the photo that doesn't it, it sort of it disappears from your field of view as opposed to grabbing your uh, yeah exactly. Your so what we're trying to do is maximise the space and make it look as good as it can without drawing your eye away to something where you like want that. It to be. So your your Deadpool or your Freddy Krueger or any of those characters that are kind of you're looking at the photo and you're like oh hold on a sec like. That's yeah. a Deadpool over in the corner. <laughs> that's a, yeah. That's so, a Freddy Krueger. Yeah. That's a box of rat poison. I don't need to see that. So that's and our aim and that's what we're trying to do when we're there to do it. We want to make it look like it could fit well into a magazine or in Better Homes and Gardens and they come in and just say, or yeah. one of the house flipping shows. Absolutely. Uh, remember too is now we're doing the 3D walkthrough tours. This is all still part of the same element. So um, there's a, people are seeing a lot more than they otherwise once would have. Yeah, very true. So it's mm. not, yeah, your framed photograph where it's kind of like, oh, this is just from this angle. It's You can see it from all the angles and kind yep. of be like, so often what we're doing is moving things from place room to, to room. place, room to room to be like, okay, we're focusing on this section here, but the camera can see it all. So we've got to kind of hide the stuff there till we move it to the next spot. So. Yep. There's a fair bit that goes into it. There's, oh, yeah. If you'd have told me before I had this job that you would have full-time employees sorting this stuff out, I would have said, that is crazy. Mm. But that's the nature of the, the game now. And again, you know, it 
harks back to what we talked about before, all these little elements take away from what the shot you're trying to sell, which is the space. And every little part just takes you know you've takes talk, your attention away. You've from talked it. in the past about taking the butts away. That's it. So yeah. we're trying to get eliminate as many the butts. Eliminate. Yeah. We're trying to eliminate as many butts as we can. And mm. these are just some tips that we would say like. We'll come in and we'll help you with it. But if you're listening along and you were listening last week and you thought like, oh, I wonder how I actually can get my house ready. Yeah. These are just some of the tips. We sound like we're harping on. <laughs> well, when you if it, it, it does when you do bit by bit by bit by bit. It's just like a giant to-do list, isn't it, really? Um, it is what it is, you know. So, I mean, I know I don't present my house day to day as if it was ready for photo shooting. So, I know there'd be a lot that I would have to do. Yep. So, it's just half of the course. What? <laughs> Don't uh, well, actually, if it was you, Aaron, I'd promise to leave some dirty undies out. <laughs> you would, <Yeah. laughs> oh, you would. Oh, I would. <laughs> All right, guys, I like, just generally it's one of those things of keeping the place tidy. Um, help us, help us help you, I think, is, is what we're okay. trying to get at. Yeah, and this, and this last one, then I suppose, with general items where you've talked about talking about make sure all the globes are working. And yeah, the, and all the same all colour. the same colour as well. It, it yeah. sounds a really silly one, but if you've got one room that's got like a yellow light and one room that's got a white light, yeah. it definitely changes the feel and you kind of – it just breaks up your attention as you're travelling through each room. You're like, oh, how come this one's just a little bit – got a different hue to it? Yep. It just helps to and, have – And there might be a 100 watt, then a 40 watt in, a, in the same room too. So it's completely disjointed. Yeah. Mm. So just another little thing that can just make a big difference. And when we're talking in a market that's so busy, like these things can make a big difference when you're kind of doing it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the same thing goes for rental properties too. I'd yeah. like um, you to elaborate on this one, Aaron, in our notes. Um, make sure that all hanging furniture is aligned Accordingly, what's a hanging furniture apart from John Swing? <laughs> well, if you think about those hanging, I like the swing yeah. very, very good. Like, <laughs> which is, is perfectly aligned. <laughs> uh, trust me. <laughs> I, I would think you're hanging plants. Oh, uh, is that uh, where you're going? Yeah. Yeah. So the hanging plants, like you know, you've got the ones that hang in the bathroom, or mm. yep. I can show you some examples. Or a picture frame. <laughs> a picture frame. Well, yeah, in the notes, we do have. Photos and and wall art, but yeah, that's what that's where I would go with that. Pat. <laughs> cool. But yes, John's thing. Hey, we could make sure it's not front and center unless it's a real selling point that you want to go for. <laughs> it is important. <laughs> you don't hit the wall after all. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> all right. And on that note, but on that note, it's game over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, loose and fast tonight. <laughs> yeah. No. Look, thank you for joining us once again. We've all had a bit of fun at Dark Mofo, and um, yeah, it's been. It's been a good week, yeah. uh, winter solstice, so we've just got through the um, the shortest day, longest night. Thank you for the save there, Pat. Mm. Um, we will see you all next week back at the Property Pod. Boom. Sounds Thanks good. Us. Thank you very much. Bye. You have been listening to the Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek their news, their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional.